So my friends, today on this second Sunday of Lent, we read from the Gospel of the Transfiguration. And this is something that we do every second Sunday of Lent. Always on the first Sunday of Lent, we hear about our Lord being tempted in the desert, which is the pattern for what we do during Lent at all. And then the second Sunday of Lent is always the Transfiguration. It's very specifically placed. And one of the reasons is that the Transfiguration accounts in the three Gospels where we hear it, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, it always comes one week after Jesus tells his disciples that uh, he is going to suffer and die. It's like halfway in the Gospel, and he tells them that he's not the type of earthly Messiah they're thinking of, that he's going to overthrow the Roman Empire. Rather, he is a Messiah who will die for their sins and for our sins. And they're scandalized, but they don't want that. Peter even pulls him aside and says, Hey, that's not going to happen, Lord. Like, right, he just confessed you're the son of the living God. It's like, let me tell you, son of God, that's not going to happen. They don't like this. And as a result, what happens is a week later, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, and he takes them up the mountain. And we hear he's transfigured. St. Leo the Great said that it was to remove the scandal of the cross, that they were so upset by this reality that Jesus would suffer and die, this was to show them that there's a much bigger picture going on than just what their earthly minds are thinking of. And we need this reminder in Lent, particularly now, second Sunday of Lent, right? We need a reminder that if we've been thinking about Lent in too natural of a way, we need a supernatural vision. We need to get back to the spiritual purpose for which we're doing. Look, I'll tell you, I'm pretty happy. During Lent, I step on the scale every morning, and I've dropped some pounds, and I'm feeling good, right? Um, but I shouldn't, like, Lent is not diet season. It's, it's a time to pray, to fast, and to do works of charity. And so if we're just thinking like, hey, this is naturally going really good. I'm spending less time on my phone so I can be more productive. I've given up sweets or drinking. I'm dropping some pounds, right? Like, we are just like the disciples, too natural. And this second Sunday of Lent calls us to reclaim the supernatural reason uh, for which we're doing all of this. That Jesus is God, who we are going to celebrate at the Holy Triduum, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and then Easter, that God himself loves us so much that he would suffer and die for us. There's a spiritual purpose to what we're doing, and if we're just keeping at the level of diet or productivity, we're going to miss the whole thing. Rather, we got to set our visions up high on the supernatural reality that God wants to communicate to us. That we're aiming for heaven. That we're encountering the living God. That this is God himself. And so what happens when Jesus is transfigured, his face shines like the sun and his clothes are um, dazzling white. Uh, such that nothing on earth could bleach them, St. Mark tells us. That he uh, appears in this way that this is the Son of God. Like this is the power of our Lord Jesus that he veils, he disguises so often, uh, in order that uh, we might be comfortable to approach him. And then he's talking to Moses and Elijah, right? Like you don't normally just hold conversation with Moses and Elijah. But there he is, and they're just talking like old friends, right? Uh, And in a particular way, 
Moses and Elijah stand for the law and the prophets. So what makes up very much uh, most of the Old Testament? The law and the prophets. But also Moses and Elijah are the two that died in very unique ways, right? That Moses uh, went up the mountain and saw the people of Israel enter into the promised land. But then it actually says, no one knows where he's buried, which it's a Hebrew tradition that Moses, at the end of his life, after dying, that his body could have been taken up to heaven as well. And then Elijah taken up to heaven in the fiery chariot. So now he's talking to the two that die or end their life in this world in a very particular way, showing that ultimately, even when it comes to matters of life and death, God is in charge. Like, right, he's got power over all of this. And then the voice of the Father coming from the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Like, stop just going about your own way of doing things. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And maybe we need that encouragement uh, in Lent. This is the beloved son of the Father, our Lord Jesus. Listen to him. Like, he can tell us again and again and again and counsel. We can listen to his word, but like, maybe it goes in one ear and out the other. So listen to him. So that's what happens in the gospel with Peter, James, and John and our Lord on the mountain. But also, this is meant to be for us in this time of Lent, a model for what we should look like at the end of the Lenten season. It's very good when you enter into a period of transformation to say, what do I want to look like at the end? And so we, as we undergo the works of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, we should undergo in this Lenten season a type of our own transfiguration. Now, the first thing to note about the transfiguration is that even though Jesus appeared shining white uh, with you know, bleached clothes and a shining face like the sun, it was still Jesus. And if we, as we grow in holiness, we need to still be us, right? Like ultimately, if I become someone else during Lent because I'm trying to be so holy, so I'm going to be someone else, it's a failure. If you become someone else trying to be holy, it's a failure. You got to be you, but holy, but a light with the love of God. And so we can't try to, let me try to act like someone else that I know is holy. No, no, I got to act like me, but transfigured, but changed, but brought to life with the light of God's love. Second, in our Lord's conversing with Moses and Elijah, we should see that through our Lenten time, particularly of prayer, we should be in lively conversation with the scriptures. That we should be reading the Bible every day, and we've been saying this for a long time, read the scriptures every day. But not just like reading, like studying, be in lively conversation with the sacred scriptures. God is the author of scripture. And so in reading and being in conversation with the scriptures, we can be in conversation with Almighty God. And then finally, all holiness grows from the fact that God said to us on the day of our baptism and continues to say to us every day, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter, in whom I am well pleased. That all of our growth in holiness needs to flow from what's called divine filiation. I am a son or a daughter of Almighty God the Father. I have this relationship with Almighty God. Um, and so my, as I'm looking toward what is growing and looking like, I need to be more aware every day 
I'm a son of God. If I wake up in the morning and I having right in front of me all day long, I'm a son of God or I'm a daughter of God. How is that going to change how we act in the day? How is that going to inform everything that we do? How's that going to give us confidence to do what's right? How's that going to allow us to continue to stay in conversation with the Lord? How's that going to allow us to spread this message? I'm a son or I'm a daughter of God. Divine affiliation. And so the transfiguration, this early in Lent, helps us have the goal. What do we look like at the end of Lent? We become transfigured. Still us, but a light with the love of Almighty God. Conversing regularly with Almighty God, particularly through praying with the scriptures, and being keenly aware that we have been adopted, and we are beloved sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father. My friends, this Lent, we need the spiritual eyes with which to see this period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Considering today the transfiguration of our Lord, let's ask our Lord Jesus to give us this grace, to be more attentive to his spiritual transformation in our lives this Lenten season, so that we may forever rejoice with Christ in the glory of heaven, which is prefigured in his transfiguration.